Hello all, and welcome to another edition of the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. I'm Todd Brown, and I'm here with Robert Peake. Hello. And in this series of podcasts, what we're um, aiming to do is to give you ideas about how you can uh, both work more effectively and efficiently, that is increasing your productivity, but at the same time doing that in ways that reduce your stress and increase your mental clarity. And Robert, when you and I were talking uh, just before the call, we were realizing that um, uh, we were kind of coming on to the, the third of the five phases. This is a series we've been doing on the, the five phases of what we call the workflow model. So in previous podcasts, we've looked at capture best practice and we've looked at clarifying best practice. Um, and today we thought we would spend some time talking about organizing and organizing from the point of view of um, from the point of view of both conceptually, what does it mean to, you know, exhibit sort of black belt behaviors in the area of organizing, but also to talk in practical terms about um, what people can do to ensure that they've got the right tools and that they're using them in the most effective ways. So with that in mind, um, maybe I could kick off with just a, a minute on the core ideas, I think, behind organizing, you know, at its very highest level, what does what does good practice look like if, if we think about the organizational tools uh, and the organizational system uh, more broadly? And I think the the foundational ideas, there are really two of them. Number one, a good system is external. That is to say, it's not in our heads. Uh, you know, we've learned a lot about how the brain works and what it's good at and not good at and holding on to details and reminding us when we want to be reminded um, are two things that the brain is not particularly good at. So so one of the hallmarks of a good system, as I say, is that it's external. Um, and the other is that it has clean edges. And that is to say that the things that mean one thing uh, go in one place. And so in one place in my system, I find only those things that share the same meaning. So Robert, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, as, as you reflect on that, um, What's been your journey about, um, you know, identifying, maybe evolving your thinking over, over how you've organized over the years? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I think that I see, I think certainly was guilty of myself early on is basically confusing capture with organize, right? So that idea of having an external system, we all think, yes, that's a good thing. And perhaps if I just, you know, if I just externalize things sort of in one go in ways that um, that look tidy, I will be an organized person. That's what organization will mean to me. And so as a result, um, we all get trained from an early age to take notes and to take notebooks with us to, to different classes and in educational settings. And then in, in the, you know, the job world and in meetings and things like that, we, we take notebooks and we take notes and we very often scribble down a mix of the things that happened in that meeting or that class and the things that we decided we needed to do about the results of that meeting, either things we agreed to or committed to or reminders to self in different ways about, about things we need to do and, and feel organized because we have that stuff out and it's in a, it's in a system. But the part that's missing, of course, in, in our model is the clarify phase and all of that, right? So, and the clarify phase is where you define the edges so that you then can put places, put things in places that, that have um, clean edges um, and go back to them in appropriate ways, contextualized for 
for what you need to do. The simplest example being the difference between reference material, that, that is those notes about what happened in the meeting or class, and those things that are actionable that you actually need to do or to remind yourself about. Um, and mixing that all together in one book may not be the best choice for that. So um, certainly, or I mean, I think uh, just as a, you know, someone that's come up through an educational system that said, you know, take notes and put it all in one book uh, to be neat and to be tidy. Um, I think this with being organized um, is, is, a, is a mistake because just getting a tidy way, in my experience, ain't enough. Um, you really need to, to do that clarify phase, think through where things need to go and how things need to come. And the, the fun thing, again, the difference between reference and actionable and outcomes that you're committed to that are multiple steps to get there and actions that need to go on the calendar versus that need to go onto lists to inform you in different ways. Um, all of that is in the spirit of what I, what I heard David say a long time ago, which is that being you know, org organized, the real definition of organized is where it is matches what it means to you. So um, I, I think, yeah, like all of us, I was, I was certainly guilty of thinking if things are tidy and well organized these days, you know, um, things don't necessarily look, you know, sort of pristine and tidy, but I do rigorously maintain those clean edges about things matching what they mean to me. That may not look incredibly tidy or right to someone else because it may mean something different to them. Right. But, but that, that's certainly a, a mindset shift, I think, and a place where I went wrong early on is, is thinking or, organized is tidy rather than organized is what it means. That's where it lives. You know, there's there's a moment when I do a seminar, there's a moment after we do the um, we do an exercise where we do um, the, the, the mind sweep. And for those of you who aren't familiar with that, that's say an exercise where over the course of about seven minutes, we just encourage everybody to write down everything that's on their minds. And having done that uh, exercise, you know, I then encourage people to look at what they've written down and they inevitably find a very rich mix. You know, some things will be very clear actions. You know, I need to call him, I need to email her, I need to, you know, something that really is an action already. Um, but but to your point, you know, an awful lot of things uh, need clarifying. You know, what they will have written down is the name of a project or what they will writ have written down is it's just sort of an issue, right? Um, or, uh, you know, this time of year, uh, Christmas presents, you know? <laughs> um, and and uh, that's raw material. That's the way I put it in the seminar. That's raw material. That needs that needs refining. That, that needs clarifying. And as you say, it's in the clarifying step where we, where we decide what the things – uh, mean for us, and then having made those clarifying decisions, if our system's set up well, um, then then they'll all have a place to flow, so that the, you know, the clean edges that we're talking about, you know, where it is matches its meaning. What what I'll sometimes say is, look, if you can show me a list of the things that um, the things that you need to discuss with the boss the next time you are in touch with the boss, then that's an example of clean edges, right? And, um, and and again, it's uh, because I think an awful lot of people have so much history with with to do lists. You know, I mean, many many people, not everybody, but but most people create yeah. some form of to do lists. And what we're talking about in GTD, or what we're um, encouraging people to consider, is whether the to do lists that they have at the moment 
are really set up to support them optimally if their goal is both productivity and clear-headedness. Um, you know, does that to-do list really serve them? Yeah. It, 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 they do get credit. Don't get me wrong. You get credit for having gotten the ideas out of your head. Absolutely. But ultimately, if your goal is to make sure that you are um, in the most friction-free way, in a position to move those things toward um, move those things toward resolution, to closing those loops, then um, you know just getting them out of your head isn't isn't enough. You know, as you said, we we need to then clarify and take the results of that clarifying thinking. And then organizing it so that and organize it so that we find that we uh, are in a position, you know, when when we want to do something productive, we're in a position to move those things forward in in as effective uh, effective a way as possible. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I, it occurs to me that the mind sweep is a great great example that our our brains aren't really very linear. <laughs> it's just cabbages and kings, you know, all various <laughs> and sundry things will come out when you just say what's on your mind. You know, the, the this order, the sequence, all of that doesn't necessarily just suddenly flow into the perfect and ideal context in and of itself. So I think a lot of people like the, the simple to-do list because they're writing it down however it came out and that's fast. And that's understandable. Mm. But mm what I've really found is that it takes it takes more than one step. It takes it takes multiple steps to get first get it out and then get it put into the right places for it to come back in the right ways. And I think that um, you know looks like um, looks like work or looks like effort to some people. but the reality I find is the incentive on the other side of all of this is working off of well-organized contexts feels a little bit like you have a kind of psychic PA that's got your back. You know, it's it's that experience of, oh, Mr. Beak, I see you're in the back of the taxi. Here's a list of things you can do in the back of the taxi. You know, here's a list of calls you can make with the 10 minutes you have. Thank you, psychic PA. It's, it's just it's, that person happened to be me. It was me that, <laughs> that knew how I wanted to see it, knew how I wanted it stated, knew the perfect context for me. But the get it out function of our brain seems to be a different function than the the think ahead and think about where you're going to want to see this and how you're going to want to see this to be effective with it. It's not a, it's not a one fell swoop thing for most people. And I think that's a, that's a big place where we trip over our shoelaces in making simple glib um, to-do lists. Yeah. You know, I, I love that idea of a, of a psychic PA, you know, I find it's, it's a, um, yeah, the the concept that I use or the framework that I use sometimes to talk about it is is organizing those uh, well organizing in general is being kind to your future self right and it's your future self who is going to need who is going to need help because as you say you know with ten minutes to go before your next meeting if you want to put that time to productive use it would be great to be presented with a set of things that you then could do. I, I'm also reminded, um, as we're talking about this, of um, uh, a metaphor or a or a, a comparison, which I found really, really helpful. Um, um, one of the guys that I've been working with on on joining our associates network, getting certified as a trainer, um, mentioned this idea that a that a context list. You know, we, we talk about these ideas. We talk about the idea that that next actions. Uh, for most people, having a single next actions list isn't helpful because a next actions list is likely to have, 
you know, north of 100 things on it. And and so, you know, if, if again, my goal is to put 10 minutes to productive use and I'm faced with uh, a list of 100 things, then it's very unlikely that I'm going to, number one, be able to find something I could do in that time and then actually do it. I'll spend the bulk of my time probably figuring out what I could do. So we recommend that people group their next actions together by context, by where the action happens. And this metaphor um, that David Griffin came up with, and I, I just love, is um, this idea that uh, a context list that everybody has had experience of is a is a grocery list. You know, if you think about what goes on a grocery list, well, what goes on a grocery list is all of the things I want to be reminded about when I'm at the grocery store. And so, what I've started to say in my seminar is, well, what if I said to you, you know what, you know what, you should add to your grocery list. You should also add all the emails you need to send, and you should also add all the things you need to discuss with the boss, and you should also add all the things you need to, you know, you need to be aware of when you're in in your weekly team meeting, right? And of course, everybody immediately says, well, that, that's just wrong, right? A, a grocery list, the, those kinds of things don't belong on a grocery list. Yeah. And so um, it's the one, I think it's the, it, it's the one um, thing that I've come across so far which um, which immediately is recognizable to most folks is, hey, that's right, I get that. That's something that I've done before. And the, the recommendation that we make around uh, organizing next actions by context is simply an, an extension of that idea, right? If I'm, you know, to your point, if I'm sat in the back of a cab, uh, you know, what do I want to be reminded about at that time? In other words, which context would be helpful to look at? Do I want to be reminded about things that I can only do when I'm at the office? Well, no, I don't in that in that context. So again, I just I just love that metaphor as a as a way to help people to 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 understand that you know what we're recommending there isn't actually foreign or alien. It's something that they've done before. Indeed, indeed, yeah, and you know, making a grocery list for the context of being in the grocery store. We just extend that very same and simple concept. But it's amazing how many people are willing or are shocked at the idea of putting emails on a grocery list, and yet are very willing to let the hard work of their capturing and clarifying and organizing sort of disintegrate by not necessarily maintaining those those clean edges for for other contexts. So I think it's a great a great example and another place where you know people have most people lives that are sufficiently complex that they have responsibilities you know <laughs> that, uh, to other people that uh, that require uh, certain levels of complexity and keeping track of things. Most adults, by that definition, have uh, a calendar or diary that's working for them, right? Because we just don't have 365 slots in our brain to put in, you know, for every year to remember all the things that we have to do. So most people have have a trusted system already in their calendar. And um, as a result, sometimes what, what I see is that because that's a trusted place to go, um, People will put things that aren't strictly time specific. They'll, they'll kid themselves that from nine to nine fifteen they'll do this task, and nine fifteen to nine thirty they'll do that task. When in reality, it didn't need to be done at that time. Um, they just didn't have any other really tools or methodologies at their disposal to to do deal with the stuff that's non time specific but still very much important. So creating these context lists for basically all the white space in the calendar, right? For all the times when it's called, you're not in a meeting, you're not taking a specific phone call. It's up to you to figure out how best to use that, that blank window of time that's in front of you. Um, these, these lists can, can be incredibly powerful for, for orienting. Um, 
as long as they're you know they're really kept kept clean and sharp and, and realistic called when i look at this list of things these are all things i can really do based on i am and what's available to me so there's no in some ways there's no new thinking people have a trusted system in the calendar we're just giving them a trusted system for the non-time specific stuff people are used to contextualizing based on for example only thing you can do in a grocery store more or less is shop for groceries you know knowing knowing that to be um to be the truth um and so in a way we're just we're just extending um a lot of some of those best practice thinking so if you already have good ways in which you organize and contextualize things really I, my recommendation would be look at the look at the the ways in which you can make that comprehensive you know, for stuff that's non-time specific, for all the different contexts where you actually are, um, you know, and, and have a think about, about what that would look like. Think about where you're going to be, how you're going to be working, what you're going to be doing. And those become the buckets into which you 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 put your lists of actions. Yeah, you know, as you're, as you're talking about it, a couple of things are coming to mind. One is I completely am with you on the... Um, and the idea that a lot of people use their calendar as kind of the default organizational location, right? Um, and, and and the way I've come to kind of re, re, you know consider it over the over the years is that most people um, exhibit varying levels of calendar abuse. You know, they're just not using the calendar for the things for which it is intended. Um, and so, you know, as you say, I, I, my, my favorite example of that was a coaching that I did very very early on in my. Uh, in my coaching experience years ago. And there was a guy who a bit, as you say, a bit, you know, every 30 minute slot pretty much every day was filled. If it wasn't filled with a meeting, it was filled with something like I'll browse the web for that. I'll call her. I'll, you know, I'll, um, I'll email him sort of thing. And I said to him, I said, is it important that those things are done at those times? And he said, well, no, not really. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, how often does it actually happen? that those things happen at those times. And his reaction to that was, well, never. <laughs> they, they never actually happen at those times. And I said, well, why are you keeping those, those reminders in your calendar? And he said, you know, not, not completely unreasonably. He said, well, look, I know I'm going to look at my calendar. So if they're in there, I'm not going to lose them. And, and again, you know, I, I suppose in, in, in GTD, terms, he's getting credit for getting stuff out of his head, but he's using the wrong tool, right? He's using a screwdriver to bang in a nail by using his calendar in those circumstances. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, the, the psychic impact of all of that was that because he was giving himself time specific reminders that says, that said, uh, you know, you need to, you know, browse the web at 10 o'clock. And then he chose not to do that. The psychic, the psychic result of that was he had failed, Right. And so that was not great. He was failing, in other words, many, many times every day. Uh, and then secondly, he was spending a, a pretty, pretty chunky amount of time just dragging stuff around. Well, I didn't do it yesterday at two. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow at three. And mm -hmm. I didn't do it yesterday at four. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow at 11. You know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, uh, using the right tools for the right things, you know, it's, it's, it's an extension of this idea of clean edges. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's something that we want to be keeping in mind. You know, another topic I think would probably be helpful for folks is, you know, the organizational tools that we are um, using these days, they're, they're just evolving so quickly, right? So we've got 
um, you know, smartphones are getting smarter. Uh, tablets are becoming more common and and uh, and more full featured. And and uh, you know, just go on just go on your favorite app store and search GTD, and you're going to find you know you're flooded with with apps which purport to have something to do with with getting things done. And it might be helpful for folks just to to hear some thoughts on um, how how contexts in particular, uh, you know, are are either you know supported or or maybe you know the the way that the, the way that context that makes sense for me as an individual might be evolving as my technical tool set is evolving. Mm -hmm. what, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think you raised a really good point in in that previous anecdote about practicality, which is that if you if you organize if you capture, clarify, and organize beautifully, and then never look at the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting things done. You're getting things captured, clarified, and organized in an out of sight, out of mind kind of way. So there's a real, I think, practical element to organizing these contexts, which is really about making sure um, that they are convenient to access and that it becomes part of your habit set, your daily review, daily habit set, um, that you go into those places. So I see a lot of people doing using things like the notes the notes function or the notes app on a on a phone um, that's very out of sight, out of mind, right? The phone doesn't, you know, change color mm. or light up or beep or tell you how many unprocessed notes are in there. You know, it's just it's just they're they're gone. So the 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 relief we get from capture, I think, can sometimes be a little bit deceptive. You know, that that's that's it. Oh, I got off my mind. Um, if in fact it does become an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. So it's a caveat for me about, <clears throat> about the tool set, which is that, yes, there is a rich preponderance and cornucopia of ways to, to put in and get out digital information these days. So many devices and tools and approaches, and many of them sync with the cloud or to other devices. And really, you know, kind of a fundamental thing again my, my background in IT when we were whenever we design databases we we design with this fundamental thing of begin with the end in mind mm -hmm. meaning what kind of reports are you going to want to run off of this what are you going to want to get back from this what's the output here what's that going to look like in what format what's the cleanest fastest simplest format and then designing what what the buckets were and how we put the data in followed very much from the exercise of thinking about what are we going to want to see out and how is that going to be fast and convenient and effective and summarize and give <clears throat> give the right information at the fingertips of those who 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 want to see the out so beginning with the end in mind is no bad way to think about and relate to all of the systems you're using for capturing for clarifying for organizing well for clarifying you're using your brain right um, because I think it, it, people do, I see, get get a bit twisted up out there, you know, just in yeah. terms of there's so many places you can put stuff now. And the reality is you, you only want to put stuff in places that it's going to be convenient and effective and if possible fun to get to get that back. Uh, and your brain needs all the help it can get. And there's so many distractions out there, so many, you know, things competing for our attention. Um, that I favor simple, flat, clean, dumb lists in you know in one place in one system, um, and I I deliberately issue a lot of these bells and whistles and additional features and kind of things uh, to keep it as close to 
you know what a what a paper list would look like with just some of the advantages of things like copy paste and and adding attaching documents. So that's that's yeah. my high level advice is just think about how you're going to want it back before you dive into setting up you know twelve Dropbox accounts and six Google Drive accounts and um, Evernote and um, you know Toodledo and Wonderlist and this and that and the other thinking that you're somehow winning the organizational game by having more tools and more places to go. Uh, that's not yeah. my experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, I'm with you. I th and I think, you know, as, as I think about what might be helpful for folks as they reflect on the tools that they've got, I, I find it's quite often helpful when I'm, you know, when I hear about a new tool um, mm -hmm. to ask myself the question, you know, where, where, in the, where in the five phase model would I use that? Right. And I mentioned to you earlier that I had an email this morning from from one of our coaches, um, from Lee, and she was passing on some a question from one of her clients about, you know, was it possible on this person's uh, smartphone to take an email and turn it into a, turn it into a task the way that it can be done in this person's an Outlook user, so the way that it can be done in Outlook. And, and my response to that was, well, in theory, you know, you could do a copy paste. It would be really, really clunky and would take an awful lot of time. But what I encouraged the person to do was to think about under, you know, in which of the five phases is that tool used, right? So when I think about my, my smartphone, I don't really think about it as um, a clarifying and organizing device. I, I will do a bit of clarifying on it if I'm, you know, if I'm just looking basically for quick hits, right, for going through my inbox and seeing if there's anything that I can respond to quickly. Um, but, this, you know, beyond that, it's primarily for me a capture device. So if I'm out and about, I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to, um, you know, grab an idea, maybe email myself or something like that. Uh, and it's also, you know, because my, my organizational system uh, is available, that is the, 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 the task list that I use to create the flat list that you're talking about synchronizes automatically to the device, then it's, then it's an organizational tool that I can use, I can reflect on. And, you know, if I'm in a position to do something productive, then I can have a look at my calls list and, and maybe knock off a call or two. Um, but again, different, different tools, I think, um, different tools serve different purposes and not every tool is is a good one for clarifying and organizing no i think that's a really good point one of the things i point out with phones and tablets and those types of tools is just that if you are finding that you're abbreviating your thinking that you're you're using shorthand or notes or shortcuts or or just not spelling things out in the level of detail you would if you were writing it on a piece of paper then you're you're shortchanging yourself potentially in that when you go back to to relook at that item organized in, in the context it's in, you may need to be doing some rethinking to re-engage with it. So really, to me, really effective clarifying and organizing um, is about that psychic PA moment where you just go, that's exactly how I needed to see it right now. Mm. You know, I'm a little tired, but I still I still you know need to need to keep some things moving along. And I'm so glad I took the extra few seconds to get that spelled out so I can recognize what that next action really is. And if you're, if you're having to, you know, curtail that because of the tool, because it's tapping with two thumbs or, or stylus or whatever, um, again, you're, you're shortchanging and you're losing some of the benefit of having done that, done that thinking on the front end that way.
So that's that's to me another warning. I, I feel like the naysayer of tech, right? Technology is wonderful. That's my field, but but I, I think also be aware of of how it's supporting your brain. Yeah, for your optimal brain function because it does both. It it it, sol- it solves as many problems as it creates, and you know, vice versa is my my experience. I, I just I just want to drop in a quick note about this doesn't have particularly to do with organizing, but I just think, well, it it may do actually. Now that I say that, I've, I've just recently gotten a hold of um, uh, of one of these external speakers that's a digital that's a voice activated, um, you know, uh, sort of front end to the web basically, uh, and and I've been absolutely fascinated by it. You know, it, it it I ask it questions, it gives me answers. I ask it to play music by particular people, it goes ahead and plays it for me. Um, and one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is that it will, uh, and it may just be a, the fact that I haven't, I've, I've just gotten it, so I haven't configured it properly yet. But what I'd really love it to be able to do, of course, is to is to help me out both in terms of capture, right? So I could just talk to it and ask it to add things to lists. And then secondly, uh, you know, potentially to do a bit of, um, uh, uh, sorry, that's, that's, that's cap, uh, clarifying and organizing, sorry, not just capture. Um, but then also it would be great if it could, you know, be a bit of a, of a context reminder in certain circumstances. So it's, um, it's intriguing. I'll put it that way. I'm uh, early returns are quite interesting, and I'm I'm interested to see how that that tool evolves in my own uh, in my own tool set. Now, if I could make you a cup of Earl Grey tea, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be the, the ultimate uh, was it John Luke Picard moment? Or maybe it's Captain Kirk. But anyway, we'll look but, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, talk to our machines. Well, I, I think we're um, I think we're about at our time here, Robert. I'm I'm just wondering as a as a as a concluding uh, thought here, any any sort of summary uh, summary tips for folks or thoughts about what they might want to do next um, after listening to the pod, the podcast. You know, I think it's always a, a good idea to take inventory of um, of your organizational systems from the point of view of how's it working to get stuff out these days. You know, and it's just, it's an obvious thing that if you're filing, you know, half of your vehicle insurance documents under A for auto and C for car, that's not optimal, right? <laughs> and that's an mm-hmm. obvious one. But um, just thinking in terms of, you know, am I really, right, have I really begun with the end in mind here in terms of all the ways in which I'm putting stuff in or have I had some, some friction ex- experiences, some experiences where, um, you know, the thing wasn't to hand in the way I wanted it to be. Um, or conversely, could it? Could, are there times when I, you know, I, I just don't have the con the appropriate context. I don't have that back of the taxi context or whatever it is um, that'll that'll help me. So organizational context and systems are going to sh- grow and shrink according to your needs. But it's always a good idea, certainly. I think once at least once a year to look and say, well, what you know, what do I need to get rid of? What do I need to add? So I really feel that that experience of Someone's got my back. I got the right things in the right contexts when I need them, how I need them, and that someone is me. What about you, Todd? Great stuff. Parting thoughts? Yeah, I, I just think um, it, it's a mirror for me in some ways of some advice that I give folks about about capture. I say, you know, think think about as you make your way through your day, think about where you're going to be and think about in all of those circumstances um, how you would do capture. Right. And for me, I think it's uh, the, the, the mirror advice is, hey, think about all of the places you find yourself during the day, you know, 
in front of various devices at your desk, in meetings, in, you know, out and about, um, at home, and ask yourself the question, okay, if I were, if I were in this context, um, what, what kinds of lists would I like to see? And, and I think, um, I think, again, using the, um, you know, using using the model, as I said earlier, the uh, the five phase model: you know, capture, clarify, organize, reflect, and engage. And consistently asking myself the question: Okay, this you know this new tool that I've got, where does that fit? What am I what am I going to use it for? In a GTD sense, uh, I think that could be quite helpful too. Who knows? You know, the end of the year, the holiday season is upon us. People may be getting new tools as gifts, and uh, that could be some helpful thinking. Indeed, great stuff. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us for the um, Change Your Game with GTD podcast. Um, uh, We'll look forward to talking to you the next time. And in the meantime, uh, Robert, thanks for being with me. My pleasure. And if you do have questions, folks, um, info at next-action.eu. We'd love to to hear your thoughts, comments, what's helping, what's working, why this is useful, um, any constructive feedback or any questions you might have that you might want us to address. Thanks again, Robert, and thanks, Hall. We'll talk to you next time.